0: Uh, Father, we're grateful and thankful, and we do acknowledge that you are our God. We thank you, Father, and praise you. As we open your word, as we look in your word today, we know that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, he indeed is the teacher in the body of Christ. And we are assured that he will instruct us in your word. So we thank you in advance, Father, for giving us ears to hear for giving us a heart to receive, for giving us a mind to do. And may we behold wondrous things today from your awesome word. And we know without a shadow of a doubt that not a one of us will leave this place the way we came. In Jesus' name, and everyone in agreement would say, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Once again, let's turn in our Bibles to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. Yeah. I keep saying that. I don't know what's the Psalm 119 verse. Well, let's, 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 like, let's do 119. 119. This oh, well, to there's some keep joining There's hundreds of verses in Psalm 119. There's a hundred verses in Psalm 119. Let's start, let's start with number one. one, 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 one. one. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll turn. Let's turn to Psalm 119. We're going to turn to Psalm 119. Put something in Psalm 115 or just go over a couple of pages and get to Psalm 119. My, 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 my. The meditation and excellency of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119. Let's just read the first verse. Psalm 119. Together. Yes, read it together, please. Blessed Blessed are are the undefiled in the way, who walk in in the law law of the Lord. Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, you want to read that first section. Let's read the Aleph Mm -hmm. Aleph section, which is verses 1 through 8. Blessed Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk walk in the law of the Lord. Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart, They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that our ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed. When I look into all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do Do not not forsake forsake me utterly. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The psalmist says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who who seek him, With the whole heart. Now, it's interesting because when it says to (coughs) seek him with the whole heart, Mm. in other words, we can have a divided heart. We can have a divided spirit in that sense that we pursue so many other things Mm. And not pursue God. Or pursue his way. We've all been there. For one reason or another. And God is saying. Well you remember when Jesus met that woman at the well. And it was. As far as she was concerned. Clearly an unusual situation. Because she was a Samaritan. Besides being a Samaritan woman. And said to Jesus, why are you a Jew talking to me, a Samaritan woman? And then she started this conversation about, you know, uh, the Jews say we should worship in Jerusalem. And our fathers say we should worship here. And the Lord said, Jesus said to her, time will come when neither in Jerusalem or in this mountain will you worship the Lord. Well, let's turn, let's turn there. Well, now we're in Psalm 119. So, praise the Lord. Put something in Psalm 119. We're going to come back there in a minute. But look at John, the fourth chapter. John, the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. John, the fourth chapter. And let's look down at uh, whoa. Let's pick up verse 19. Uh, yes, verse 19. This is when the woman said to Jesus, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. And that's uh, after he had told her about, you know, go get your husband. And uh, he's, she says, But well, I don't have a husband. And he says, You're right. You've had five. <laughs> and the one you with me. <laughs> and now, 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 that's pretty good. <laughs> so she decided he must be a prophet. Okay. All right, we're picking up at verse 19. And let's read down to verse 23. The woman, the woman said, said to him, Sir, I, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And, and you Jews say that, that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the
1: Jews. But the hour is
0: coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. Isn't that awesome? There's so many nuggets in what Jesus said to this woman at the well. But in this particular matter, when he says, woman, believe me. Yes. Isn't that awesome? Yes. Mm-hmm. We talked last week about fighting the good fight of faith. Mm-hmm. And how Jesus told Thomas. Thomas, after Thomas said, you know, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to believe he showed up in your presence. Right. Until I can put my hand in his side and mm-hmm. touch the nail and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. I will not believe until I do that. And of course the next week came. And who showed up? Jesus. In the midst of them. Mm -hmm. And said to Thomas. Thomas. Touch my hands. And touch my side. And be not unbelieving. Be not faithless. Faithless. But believing. Wow. Isn't that something? But here we find Jesus saying to that woman at the well. Believe me. Isn't that interesting? The hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Isn't it interesting how he called, uh, uh, once again, addressed God as Father. And then said, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Mm -hmm. And again, I thought about that this morning. Now, I don't know why, but God is pulling this together. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I kept saying Psalm 119. Mm -hmm. But notice what he says, that salvation is of the Jews. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that. God is the God of man's salvation in many places in scriptures it says God is our salvation. And we know that God had a plan for the salvation of mankind. Mm-hmm. And in that plan it was going to involve a person. A person who would come as the seed Of the woman. But we also know from history and from the word of God in the Old Testament. How God didn't do anything as such on this earth realm apart from using men. Let me put it this way. He chose to in many situations to use a person, a human being. When he told Moses in Exodus, I've heard the cry of my people in Egypt. I've come down to do what? To deliver them. And then said, you go. And once again, Moses thought, I'm sure, wait a minute. Me? And I think if we were in Moses' shoes, we would have said, wait a minute, did I misunderstand what you said? Mm. You said, God, that you heard the cry of your people, is uh Israel in Egypt, and you said that you've come down to do what? Deliver them. Mm. What I gotta do with anything about that? Mm and God said to Moses you go and here when we think about the salvation of mankind who has been in bondage for those years or whatever centuries since Adam how God says salvation is coming and when he said salvation is coming God had a plan. Which brought in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans I have for you. And in the New King James it says. I know the thoughts I have. Toward you. Isn't that something? But look at what he had to do. In this span of time. And we can appreciate it as we look back. On it. And how it transpired. But he called out Abram. From the Ur of the Chaldees, Who was a Chaldean I guess. Or whatever they were called at that point. Semitic. Mm -hmm. He called Abram out. And said I want you to go to a land I'm going to show you. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make of you a nation. This was one man. But I'm going to make of you a nation. And said. Out of you all nations will be blessed. Mm -hmm. From your seed. Mm -hmm. All nations would be blessed. And then eventually. He identified Abram as a Hebrew. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. He was identified as a Hebrew. Or a Jew. He wasn't that originally. Mm -hmm. God has a plan. And so he said that out of you, Abram, out of your seed, all nations would be blessed. And look at what he did over that span of time. So from that Jewish nation that God set up, yes. he brought salvation in the person Of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth. Isn't that something? Used Mary in the midst of that situation, a a young, I guess, teenager, and spoke that word to her that you've been blessed and you'll be the mother of our Savior in so many words. Isn't that something? But I don't believe in my heart that Abram knew that he was going to be used of God. I don't believe that Mary knew that she was going to be used of God. And I don't believe you know. Did you understand what I'm saying? Uh And yet God uses us Uh for his good pleasure. Uh And all he asks is, That we would serve him. With our whole heart. Mm. Time will come that you won't worship him in Jerusalem or on this mountain. But God is looking for what? True Mm. worshipers. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? So in other words. There's a lot of people worship him. Worshiping him. Who Mm -hmm. say they are. Mm -hmm. But are they true true worshipers? he says that he desires those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. That's what he's seeking. Wow. Let's go back to Psalm 119. Who seek him with a whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Here we go again with his ways. Wow.
1: I'm reminded
0: whenever I hear that of the motto that God gave us, which has really become the vision God's people living God's word, God's way. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. So it's a responsibility. That we have. To walk in his ways. And endeavor to keep his precepts. Diligently. Well when you do something diligently. You have put some exercise and You put some oomph into it. Don't you? It's not something that you lackadaisically just do. But you have to put forth some effort. And we all realize that. This walk of faith. It's not something that just whoop-dee-doo and, you know, I'm walking by faith. No, it's a little bit more effort than that. Why? Because all kinds of situations and distractions and all that kind of stuff will come up, doesn't it? And you have to make a decision. I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. Mm -hmm. Because I believe this lines up with God's way. And then it says in verse 5, all that my ways were directed to keep your statues. Wow. All that my ways were directed to keep your statues. And isn't it good that He's given us the person in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit to help direct Direct. us in his ways to lead and guide us into all truth because his ways are truth Mm -hmm. and he's given us the spirit of God to direct us Mm -hmm. guide us, lead us in his ways. You begin to see the tie in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father And just as they're one, they desire that we would be one in them. Isn't that what Jesus prayed in John 17? Father, I pray that they'd be one in us. And here we see in Psalm 119, just in this first eight verses, how God really wants us, mankind, to be one with him. I've been thinking about this whole thing. God never intended for man To live this life without him. Never intended. And you begin to see that from square one. From Genesis right on through. Never intended. And yet. He's given us a will. And he says. Whosoever will. Let him come. Isn't that something? And the enemy has decided that he's going to step into the picture as such and play with man's will. And God is saying, like Jesus came to a point and he just said, not my will, but thy will be done. And we know he says, I didn't come to do my will but the will of my Father who sent me. Mm. Isn't that something? Mm. Mm. Over and over, Mm. it brings us to a point that he's telling us, come on, y'all. I know that I birthed you on this planet. And yet at the same time, I still desire to be a part of your life. Mm. I still desire to live my life through Mm. you Mm. isn't that something Mm. I still desire to live my life through you but I need your cooperation Mm. Mm. which brought us that whole thing about work with me cold labors together with him then he goes on in verse 6 and he says the psalmist says Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Wow. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. Once again, put something in Psalm 119 and look over at Mark the 8th chapter. Mark the 8th chapter. I think we're going to see something interesting there. Mark the 8th chapter. And I thought about it even as Uh, we were having the adventures with God, and a couple of you were sharing. But in Mark, the 8th chapter, (coughs) there's a a very, very important verse. Look down with me. Mark, the 8th chapter, and let's look down at verse 34 (coughs) through 38. Verses 34 through 38. Hmm. Wow. Mark the 8th chapter, beginning at verse 34, down through verse 38. Mark the 8th chapter, beginning at verse 34, down to verse 38. Okay, let's begin to read.
1: When he had called the people to himself,
0: with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father
1: with the holy
0: angels. Wow. Isn't that something? That's a mouthful. That's a mouthful. He comes and says to the disciples and the other multitudes that he called together, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Wow. Isn't that something? Follow me. For whoever desires to save his life, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. Does that seem seem to say there's some priority there? And then he says, for what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange His soul. Now, isn't it interesting? Remember those stories of Daniel Webster and the devil and so forth? Mm -hmm. I'm going way back anyway. But where the man sold his soul to the devil Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to get all this gain, to get all these Mm -hmm. riches and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And when that was came, that is what came to my mind when it says, And what will a man give in exchange for his soul? soul. And how many have really done that not knowing Mm -hmm. to get ahead, to try to make some money, Mm -hmm. to try to do this and get all of that. Mm -hmm. And they've exchanged this world's goods for their soul. That's an awesome thing. Mm -hmm. But then he comes and makes this statement. For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him the son of man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his father and with the holy angels. That's a rough statement. And by thinking about what you shared James and, and what you shared Marvin that this past week even as you met or talked to that person who may not even confess God mm-hmm. and then celebrating 75 years old and you were impressed to share with him you're blessed. Yeah. God has blessed you. Not being ashamed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you could have certainly just went on by and said yeah well you know happy birthday to you and keep on stepping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or the people you may have met this week, James, and you said, you know, it's Jesus came up somewhere in the conversation. And he says, If you you're ashamed of me and my words, in this adulterous and what? Adulterous and sinful generation. Now wait a minute. This isn't in thousand thirteen. <laughs> that this was written. It sounds current though. Doesn't it sound current? <laughs> <laughs> this was in whatever year AD when Jesus was walking the planet, but he referred to it this world as an adulterous and sinful generation. Wow. They didn't have internet. <clears throat> they didn't have all this technology. And when they say generation, it sounds like a lot of people are doing that kind of thing. Wow, isn't it? It's a whole generation of people. Sinful and adulterous generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we say hmm. the knowledge is increasing exponentially, technology is increasing yeah. exponentially. But man, hmm. man hasn't changed. So when you look back, whether it was in the time Jesus walked the planet or before that, Mm -hmm. adulterous and sinful generation, it didn't start last year. It's been going on a long time. But he said, for those who are not ashamed of me and my word, then I won't be ashamed of you before my Father and the angels in glory. But, if you are ashamed of me and my word, come on, then I'll be ashamed of you. What goes around, comes around. And I don't think none of us want to come around to the point when we show up and he says, you know what? Tell you, you were just ashamed of me in the midst of that adulterous and sinful generation. I tell you what, I gotta be ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the question becomes do you want to hear him say, Well done? Or do you want him to say, You know what? I'm ashamed of you. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. You ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. We all say we want to hear him say well done. Mm-hmm. But he's got another message for those. If he, don't say, if he doesn't say well done, mm-hmm. would you want to hear him say I'm ashamed of you? Yeah. Mm. You know those opportunities that presented itself and you were ashamed to identify with me. Mm. And my word. Mm. You said you believed me. Mm. You said you trusted me. Mm. But you were ashamed to speak. About me. Mm. You were ashamed of my word. They said it wasn't politically correct. So you. Were ashamed to say anything mm. about Wow. So, hey, I'm before the Father and the angels in glory. Wow. And I'm ashamed of you. Let's go back to Psalm 119. Verse 7. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments. I will keep, keep your statutes. Oh do not, not forsake them. me utterly. Isn't that something? Wow. I will learn your righteous judgments. Come unto me all ye that are laid and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Learn of me. Learn from me. Or another passage. Or another translation says. Let me teach you. Wow. God never intended. For us to live this life. Without him. I remember I had on my desk. Uh, when I was administrative. Those 20 years or so. And on one side it said to the person who's sitting in front of my desk, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of it, it said to me, inspect what you expect. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. And you know today, a person, personnel, Mm -hmm. if they don't give you a job description, then the first thing you're going to say when evaluation time comes, or if they don't give you something in writing to tell you what your assignments are supposed to be, mm-hmm. and they start giving you an evaluation, what's going to be your first comment? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me. So how are you going to evaluate me telling me I'm supposed to be doing such and such and such? You never told, told me that. To it, yeah. Well, yes, I did tell you that. No, I, I don't remember you telling me that. So somewhere along the line, persons Mm -hmm. wised up and started doing what? Putting it in writing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And nine times out of ten, in many corporations, you will get that handbook before you are accepted for employment. Mm. Officially. Mm. And they will ask you, now you have to sign this letter indicating, I've read the handbook, Mm -hmm. I understood it, and I agree to follow what it says. And you do what? Sign your name. (laughs) Then they will process your W-2 and all the other stuff they need to do. But if you read that handbook and you come in and say, "Well, you know I read this in the handbook, and you know I'm not really in agreement with that. Not a problem. You can find someplace else to work. Because we're not changing the handbook for you. This is what it is. You either accept this or you don't. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. When it comes to God, God, you don't know my situation. And God, you, you, don't, you, 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 don't, you don't really understand what's going down in my life. So, you know, you need to make some adjustments, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, <is laughs> the, 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 we ever think about it like that, you know, like God... You 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 sure we can't make some you know some adjustments on this thing, because i you know, come on, what you gonna do? You're gonna be a hard taskmaster and so forth and so on. God said, wait a, minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm God. I wrote the manual. Did you read it? Did you read it? You signed up? Did you read it? Yeah, but you know, I really didn't think you meant that. What did you think I meant? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? What did you you really think I meant? What I said. If you're ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, then I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father and the angels. So, did you read that part? Yeah, I saw it, but you know. (laughs) Come on. I didn't really think you meant that. Wow. Isn't that interesting? And then he comes down with that last line. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. Wow. That's why when he says to, I do your precepts and so forth, I seek them diligently. That's an awesome thing. And in the midst of our lives, in the midst of living on this planet earth, it's an exciting thing and time we live in. But at the same time, God still desires us to serve him with our whole heart in the midst of this adulterous sinful generation that we find ourselves in and we'd all like to say well you know I wish I wish we could just get out of here you know what I'm saying but Jesus made it very clear when he spoke to the Father Father don't take them out of the world Keep that from the evil. but keep them from the evil one. Mm-hmm. Don't take them out of the world. Mm-hmm. Just keep them from the evil. Mm-hmm. And he says, I've given you my spirit that will lead and guide you mm-hmm. into all truth. But if you don't want to be led What will a man give in exchange for his soul? Mm. That's an awesome thing. If you want to be led, I've given you my spirit. But anytime you want to do it your way, hey, I bow to you. Mm. Because I've given you a will. So, you can will to be led, or you can will to do it your way. Isn't that something? Wow. My, 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 my. Turn to Psalm 115. (laughs) Okay. Said all of that, said, said all of that yes. say this. Yes. <laughs> well,
1: wow. That,
0: that was good. Wow. Yeah. My, 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 my. All right, the Wow. <laughs> that didn't even... You know what? I didn't have to think about it. I just said, turn to Psalm 115. And before, I kept saying what? One, one 19. Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119. I said, Whoop, we'll turn to Psalm 119. All right, y'all, we're ready to turn to, turn to Psalm 119. You know I'm Somebody says, "Why well, we just start a Psalm one night?" <laughs> because wow. he wanted us to hear that. He wanted us to hear that. us to hear that. Wow. Psalm one fifty. Psalm one hundred and fifty. Wow. This is the, the heading in this New King James Version says, "The futility of idols and the trustworthiness of God." Wow. The futility of idols and the trustworthiness of God. Mm. Let's read down from verse 1 down to verse 8. Let's begin to read. Now unto unto us, O Lord, not unto unto us, us, but but to your your name give glory, because Because of your mercy, because of your truth. truth, Why why should the the Gentiles say, say, So where is their God? God? But our God is in heaven. heaven, He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold. The work of men's hands.
1: They have mouths, but they do not
0: speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have. But they they do do not not walk. Nor do they mutter through through their throat. throat. Those Those who make them are like them. them. So is everyone who trusts trusts in them. That's an awesome thing. Wow. The psalmist says, first of all, God, uh, you know, not for our glory, but for yours. Because of your mercy. Because of your loving kindness, because of your compassion, because of your truth, because of your word, you're worthy of glory. Then he asks the questions, why should the Gentiles say, so where is their God? And then he responds, but our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Wow, isn't that something? He does whatever he pleases. But then he starts identifying their gods as such. He says their idols are silver and gold. And then he goes through this litany of things that this idol has but can't do. The idol has a mouth but it can't speak. He has ears but he can't hear. He has eyes, but he can't see. Hands, but they can't handle anything. Feet, but he can't walk. Mutter, and doesn't even mutter through their throat. But look at what he said in verse 8. Those who make them are like like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. I thought about that. In other words, that idol... Is really a dead thing. It looks like it's alive. Because it has the eyes. And the ears. And the mouth. And hands. And a feet. But it can't function. And then it says. so is everyone who makes them. And those who trust in them are like them. Wow. That's why the scripture says man was dead in his trespasses and sins. Man was dead in his trespasses and sins because he was worshipping idols anything he put before God. Wow. You see the connect? Mm Yes. So even in this adulterous and sinful generation that we find ourselves in, think about it. The idols may not be a statue. But anything we put before God is an idol. Whether it's children, spouse, friends, no one should go before God. That's why God never intended for us to live this life without Him. Even though he's provided all of this for us. Isn't that something? Like a good father. He provides all of this for us. And then says, worship me. Wow. And we allow all of these things to encumber us. To take our time away from God. Mm. You know, God, I I would give you some time, but you know, I got to make this appointment, and you know, I got this game to go through, and then I got to exercise after that, and then I got to do my walking, and I got to do my, you know, I got my schedule full. Mm. You know? And so, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I, I try to say good morning to you, but it's a rough time. You know, because I gotta brush my teeth, I gotta get ready for work, I gotta go and do you know, I gotta go to that J-O-B, I got, and you know, I gotta go back get my money, you know. Because I'm going on vacation, I wanna make sure I got some duckets to do this thing. Wow. And then when circumstances happen. Huh. to mm-hmm. slow you down mm-hmm. and you really have some quiet time mm-hmm. and you begin to think about you know I haven't been to work for a week mm-hmm. but they didn't call and tell me they shut the company down <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I just thought I was indispensable mm-hmm. well wake up you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You mean, uh, they, they had that party without me? <laughs> uh, How'd they do that? Because you weren't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how they did it. for you to live this life without him. That's right. So you begin to understand that the things that you are worshiping, mm-hmm. you become like them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it happens sometimes unbeknown. Have you ever seen anybody who's been around somebody so long to begin to act just like them and they will deny to the utmost mm-hmm. Did they act like? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. No, I don't. You know I don't. <laughs> but from the outside looking, you say, you know what? You act just like this. <laughs> just like this. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I don't. You know I don't act like them. Because they just get on my nerves. <laughs> well, <laughs> and got that quick response attitude, like, just like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, the but, and, and what they don't realize is when they're saying, you know, because they just get on my nerves the way they do such and such and such. And the person who made that comment about you act just like them, then they look at you to say, uh-huh, okay, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. I said they get on my nerves. And what did I say? You act just like them? So mm-hmm. put the two together. What did you get? All right. <laughs> Hello. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's why God's word is so important. Yes, it, is. it does something to you. I was reading the other day, a simple uh, observation. It says, do you realize it's not the circumstances of life that really matter as much as it is. What happens to really inside of you What happens inside of you is more important than the circumstances of life. Because your attitude, what's happening in you, will be able to determine how you react and respond to all these circumstances. And that's why it's interesting how God decided salvation would take place inside of us first. Did you hear what I'm saying? Deliverance would take place in you. Wow. Because he knew That the outside of you would be an adulterous and sinful generation. And if you aren't equipped inside, you'll never be able to handle outside. Outside. Isn't that something? So you begin to understand God is it's almost like when we get older Mm -hmm. when we were young we thought our parents didn't know nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And somehow when you get older you understand they had more wisdom than you thought they had. Isn't it interesting when we get older in our relationship with God The longer we're in it, the more we realize, you know, God, you really do know something, don't you? (laughs) You know, you really do know something when you think about it, God. Because before, I didn't think you knew anything. You didn't know know what was going on in my life and all of that. But you know, the longer I live, the more I begin to understand that you really do know something. You know what? I really begin to understand that you're God thank you for letting me live, it, live long enough to really appreciate that you are God. Because there was a time in our lives when we didn't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. We didn't want you any place in it because it would hinder what I want to do. I always like to think of it this way. When we were young, we would say, when I get older, if I don't ever cross another church doorstep, it won't be too soon. You know what I'm saying? Dragging the church and seeing all these hypocrites in there and people doing all this stuff and living double lives and what have you. And so when I get old enough and I get from out of here, I'm going to do my thing. Until you find out when you get out there that you had no thing to do. No thing that amounted to anything because there was no peace inside. I mean you look cool, you look good, and all of that putting up a good front. But the time you woke up from your binge or from that situation and you said, what in the world is going on? And then you remembered from whence you come. And all of a sudden you start thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll go to church one day. Maybe I'll see what this God thing is really all about. I've tried everything else. Wow. Then it says, when it gets down to the part of Verse 9 in Psalm 119, it starts talking about, O Israel, trust in the Lord. Let's begin to read, verse 9, Psalm 115. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord.
1: He is their help
0: and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. May, May you be, be blessed, blessed by, by the Lord, Lord who he made heaven, heaven and earth. And earth. Amen? Amen. So we come down to a point where he says in verse 13. He, the Lord, will bless those who fear the Lord. Both small and great. Those who reverently fear the Lord. God will bless you. Isn't that awesome? And it says, may the Lord give you increase more and more, you and your children. So may the Lord add. May the Lord expand. May the Lord increase you more and more. Because you reverently fear him. Because you trust in the Lord. And that's the key. Our trust should be in the Lord and not in the idols. That's right. Not in all the things the world offers us. Mm-hmm. And it's offering you all kinds of things. Trust in this. Trust in that. Put your... And, and God is saying, no, just reverently fear me. Mm-hmm. Trust in me. And I will increase you you Mm more and more. Amen? Praise God.